Boys and girls, moms and dads, welcome back to Pin to Pin, the volleyball podcast. My name is Ryan Tolman. I'm your host. Next to me to my right is Danger Will Robinson. And we've got our producer behind the screen over there, Noah Cotterman. We are back with episode 10, double digit episode. We did it. We did it. I'm pretty excited about this one. Uh, we've got a lot of good content for you today and uh, some some interesting little tidbits. This one's just for the coaches today. We're going to... Players gonna, and parents can listen. Sure, absolutely. But uh, the, the content probably is going to be a little bit more geared toward Coachy. Uh, those coaches out there that are going to be following us and hopefully you all are. So uh, what do you say? Let's get this show rolling. That was a that was that was a and that was an abbreviated. Yeah, what's clap going on there? Got cut off there. Yeah, the yeah, clap, clap got cut off again? there. Want to do it again? <laughs> no, that's no, right. no, it's fine because the second high five just is going to be forced. Noah has such a big role. <laughs> Listen, Noah's got a huge role, and we're going to start off with Noah's trivia. You ready to go? There it is. Pow. <laughs> uh, Noah, last question. Last time, the question was. What school has the most women's volleyball national championships? And we kind of guessed a bunch. There's the Blue Bloods. Penn State, Stanford, Nebraska. We thought maybe Texas, USC, USC, Texas. They yeah. were up there. Yeah. Threw a bunch in there. Noah, Hawaii was up there. Long Beach State was up there. Noah, tell the people the answer. Stanford has nine. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot of winning. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yeah. A lot of different coaches, too. Yeah, good for them. Uh, I mean, that's... It's an interesting place, I think, to coach sports in general. I mean, those are high-achieving academic kids getting into the school. Sometimes it's hard, and it's incredible. Sometimes it's hard? Always hard. All, always of the time. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's athletes have a little different route in probably at, at times. But I, like even Stanford football, those times when they were really competitive uh, the last handful of years. And I mean, that's incredible to get high-achieving academic kids through the door and then, and then be able to compete at a high level. But for women's volleyball, that makes sense, though, right? I, te- I you know, for, through all my years of coaching women's volleyball, some of the most of the really high achieving women volleyball players were also very academic as well. I think that's a really common correlation in our sport. Yeah. I don't know why. Not necessarily with the boys, but with the girls, it really yeah. is. Every boys team I've been a part of, the, we've had some crazy, like not valedictorians, but up there. Well, yeah, for sure. But yeah. I mean, not necessarily. Like I, I mean, not necessarily your elite ones, so to speak. And I've I've met a lot of elite volleyball players that struggle, struggle. Okay. The boys and the funny part is the boys need to be they're they're the ones that actually should be really focused academically so that they can find some money to play because they're not getting Cause ac- there's so getting, much money. In the, yeah, you're not yeah. getting athletic money, so you might as well try to get some real good academic money. All right, hey, that's a side sidebar there. That was a little. We we have to go back tangent. So now we're going Noah. back to Noah. All right, no, you got another question for us? I do. Did Next. you want to hit your sound again? That'd be cool. Sure. Okay, here you go. Noah's question of the day. Boink. Noah's question of the day, yeah. There it is. It's just so that's exciting. A, that's a double double noise I, for I you. I friggin' love that noise. All right, what do you got? Um, this question is, what player has the most kills in a single season in Division One and Two men's college volleyball during the 25-point rally scoring era? When did the 25-point rally scoring era begin? Fact check. He's gonna have to go to the. He's gonna. He's got to go to the Google. He's going. He's got to go to the Google. That might help Early some 2000s? people. Early two thousands. Probably something like that. I wonder if it correlated with when it happened in high school. 
I started coaching in 2004 and we did, we were rally scoring then. So rally scoring started in 2001, but games were played in up to 30 through th- 2007. Right. Seven. Okay. That's right. So the first year, 25 point rally scoring era was 2008. Okay. So very actual recent history yeah. to a certain degree. All right. Who's killed the ball a lot? Ben Patch. Taylor Sanders. I don't know if Taylor Taylor Sanders seems like a they really have to good have one. killed the ball a lot and then played for, you know, like stepped onto campus and played a lot of volleyball from the get go. Well, it's just single season. It's not the yep, just a single oh, season. Right. Okay. Yep, it's just one season, not career. They just not need career. A, they just need a ball with their bros for one season. Yeah, they have to dominate a season. Who's been the most dominant player over the last fourteen years? Zach Lacavera and uh, Carson Clark from UCI scored a lot of points. Kevin Tilly scored a lot of points. How recent? Oh, see, you're going to start giving it away. Oh, All wait. right, people, comment if you know. I it. was going to say, I the only hint that I feel like I can give, I yeah. mean, people have to kind of know me, but I don't know this person's name. He doesn't like, know this I person's name? I don't know that name. person. I probably won't either then. I mean, if he doesn't. <laughs> I sure, those two names you said, I'm like, I think I've heard those names. Both lefties. I'm Carson not a Clark's nerd. Well, like, I, if I had to guess a position right side from would. That's not a bad one in the men's yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. But uh, probably an outside, a, a high-volume outside hitter. It could also be someone recently. Yeah, there's been some really good volleyball I'm going to go Taylor Sander. All right. I'm locking it in. Do we have a, a lock in? A lock in? Lock um, in. Let's go Try with it. A. Nah, that's, that's not, not locking lock in. in. Perfect yeah. lock in. <laughs> so long ow locked yeah, in baby <laughs> all right uh you so don't have a guess i have no i have uh, ben patch was my guest there Devin young De- there you go shout out to our guy Devin young assistant coach for byu men's volleyball he just uh was down in arizona running a camp real guy he's cool so this player wasn't was an opposite yeah dang it that's not it's the opposite it's, an, it's a right side okay <laughs> pick the school i'm gonna say uci you're going to UCI. I I think BYU's been dominant. Ohio State had some, oh, some oh, decent Miles some good Johnson. teams. Hawaii obviously. Has Ohio been I'm not going to. I'm not going to give you the answer. Dang it! Like it, I know that's going to ruin it for everybody. Hawaii's else. had some great players. I'm sure UCLA's had some incredible. But, volleyball but see, players. he knows Rado. He says he doesn't know this person. Oh yeah, well yeah, so Rado was just be, last year. This has to be like a, an 08 to 12 kind of guy when he was like five. Dang it! Yeah, five. When were you born? 97. 97. I, I was you were born freshman in college. There. <laughs> All right, cool. So there you go. So if you have the answer, go ahead and uh, message us. Remember, com- no cheating. Comment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously you can cheat and get the right answer. It's not going to get you anything. It doesn't, it doesn't make you feel good. I tell my kids in school all the time that, my Spanish students. I'm a Spanish teacher, if you all didn't know. Did I talk about that episode one, probably? I think you did because you yeah. talked about serving a mission, I believe. I tell my kids all the time, like, you, you can cheat on this if you want, but it's not going to help you because the points are only one part of it, right? You got to gotta learn just because you want knowledge. It's good. I think so speaking a time of, and place to cheat. <laughs> sidebar. <laughs> if you're not cheating, you're not trying. That is not our quote of the day. Not our quote of the day? Yeah. All right, let's get to it. What is our quote of the day and uh, where does it stem from? So you like this one. This, this I love is not, this. Yeah. I love this movie. I'm a big I, movie guy. Noah is not. Noah couldn't tell us the last time he went to the movies. Well, and I don't like this sport very much, but I have seen this movie. Growing up, this sport was my was close to my number one. I'm so sorry. Big 
big seam head, as they call it. But see, I grew up in an era that baseball... It was popping. Still popular. Like, you talk about my dad growing up in an era. I mean, my dad was like a Mickey Mantle fan, right? So baseball was America's pastime, no doubt. And then in the 80s, you know, I mean, that's... I was still a pretty big baseball fan. Mark McGuire. Steroid era. Jose Canseco, the Bash Brothers. Yeah, they were hitting home runs like crazy, and nobody knew they were roiding, which was fantastic. That just that, that, they, People had to have known. Well, there it were looked, people who did off. know. They, it, it just looked off. <laughs> well, if you look at like Mark McGuire when he was a rookie to the, like, like 10 years like, in the yeah, league. That doesn't look right. Like, wow, he's as big as a house. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, this comes Back from- Back to the quote of the yeah, show. Yeah, she's weird. T- tangent kings today. Back to the quote of the day, the show today. If you build it, he will come. Name that movie. Noah, you got the name of the movie? Field of Dreams. And he knew that even though he's not a movie guy. Yeah. So that tells you how popular his quote is. So I don't know the names of the guys in the movie, but Kevin Costner's walking through the cornfields. If you build it, he will come. So you get a little whisper in his ear. Maybe we could get that over this this podcast. I think we should try and see if we can get that audio over. Yeah. Noah, you got a new job. I'm going to try to get that audio. <laughs> yeah. In the podcast when you produce or, it. Or just a video. Yeah. Little clip. Copyright. We can figure it out. It's change fine. the change the tone. If it's of on it YouTube, there's no copyright. Just splice it in there. We'll figure we'll sure. it out. Okay. So, so why point, is this yeah, the yeah. point of that is that at the in the movie, right, the he had a family farm and it was going under, right? They had bills issues, right? I mean classic middle America stuff, right? Like my farm doesn't make enough money for me to survive. So this, you know, he was like, had this, this vision, I guess, this thought that he should build a baseball field out of his corn in the middle of his cornfield. Not the best way to, to try to pay for your family. But if, if you build it, he will come. He was his father, right? He was going to get a vision visit from his father. Some supernatural stuff going on there in that movie, but a uh, great baseball movie. So with that in mind, we're going to talk about building a program, um, more geared towards a prep program, but any volleyball program in general, any volleyball, like you, could, you could gear this maybe towards a club a little bit, but we're going to focus on some high school stuff. And I think this is we kind bring, of things that matter. Yeah. Or maybe don't to you. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, I think for me, coaching high school volleyball um, as a boys var, I've never coached girls varsity volleyball, maybe someday, but as a boys varsity volleyball coach, cool part for me is that I see those boys every day. I have incredible influence over those boys. Yeah. All of them, right? Top to bottom, senior to freshman. And it's a really awesome opportunity. I think for me every day to be able to teach them something, whether it's volleyball or life or whatever. So that part for me is really cool. And I think that that's where we're going here is how do you develop a program that is tailored to you, right, as a human being, tailored to your demographics, and then and then tailored to success, because that's going to look different for everybody. And we've got three pretty unique perspectives here, right? I mean, I've been doing it now for nearly 20 years. 15. And I've been at two different, very established programs already. So for me, it was more tweaking some things here and there when I when I was at my both my schools, and then you have a different perspective, obviously, with Dobson High School as being more developmental than state championship competitive, yep. right? And then Noah's brand new at it, so maybe Noah is going to learn a lot today. 
Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. 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 No, I'm getting, yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> they did, you guys did that before the show we, too. It's just uh, making noises. And all right. So, well, let's, where are we starting? Well, if you're going to first take over a program, okay, you're so, going to probably be looking, it, it all depends, right? But if you're like a lifer, you're going to be looking at classifieds. You know, you're going to be looking where, like what's open. And then you got to see if that's going to fit for you. So I, I well, think, so that's the big key for me, I think. Yeah, fit. fit mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you have to want to be where you're going. You can't just can't just go to a place just because they win. You can't just go to a place just because. Well, but that might be you. Right. Well, everyone's different, though, is what I mean. Like, well, sure, so, but like winning might be something that is a that is high on your list. Correct. Right. Like, if I, I'm not, I. I've but winning's been, not forever. Well, but I've been. It, it can be. It can be, but it's not I, everywhere. I've been blessed to have incredible talent at Desert Vista and Perry High School, where two places where I've coached. But even there, you're not. Your teams are not going to be the same. Every year, like some years you can well, win it, and, you, and sure, some years you can't. But we're can. always going to win. You're going to win games, yeah. Yeah, we've been a top eight team. I mean, in 19 years, I've been I've coached a top eight team in the state of Arizona, like 17 of those 19 years. Yeah. So, in my eyes, that's pretty that's pretty good winning. Not every coach though does it for winning. So the, the, you're fit, right. the right. fit is really important. Right. In what you're trying to accomplish. But I'm not leaving. I'm not going somewhere to to lose. Like if someone's like, hey, you oh, want to come yeah, coach no, this team? No, like, no, no, no. If we're if we're not going to win, I'm not going there. Like that's for me at this point. Winning is very high on my list of the reasons why I do it. I like to win. Winning, winning makes it a lot more fun. Well, sure. Yeah. Like yeah. Our, our buddy Andrew Yamashiro's taken over. Chrisman. At Chrisman High School. It's brand, I mean, brand new. Like they're, yeah, it's they're the paint's still going to be yeah. wet on the wall when they, when he starts. That's, that's an incredible challenge. He's got a lot on his plate because he's got a foundation to lay. For a lot of places, the foundation's kind of there, and it just takes some tweaks. That's kind of the route I've taken. Yeah, because like, what was DV before you got there? Was it was there even organizational things? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it, I mean, they were competitive. They had good volleyball players. I mean, my first year was we lost to Brophy in the quarterfinals, so we were I mean, we were talented. So they are they had you know systems in place. I mean, I I didn't know any better because I was pretty young and new and all that stuff, but it wasn't you like taking over a dumpster fire. It wasn't like I had freshmen and sophomores in the gym and no juniors and seniors like Andrew probably. I mean, they're probably not going to start with older kids. Are they? I think Andrew's going to start with JV. Yes. They're not yeah. starting with, they're not starting with the varsity because yeah, they're only taking like most like incoming freshmen yeah. and sophomores. Most brand new schools do. So that's so, yeah. an interesting deal. So, okay. So if, I mean, how do you pick a school? We, we talk about location. winning. Winning location. So Andrew picks location, right? Do you want to be an on-campus or off-campus coach? Do you have that ability? I think being on-campus is super valuable. And you've only ever been an on-campus coach, so you you have a different opinion. I've had both, and being on-campus is super, super helpful. Just if you have that trouble kid or whatever, you know, just being on-campus is just better. You get get to know the kids more, you know. Extremely challenging to be an off-campus coach. Yeah, yeah, I did not like it. I, I but it really, can be done. It it can not at every school. I think so. There's certain schools where it's like like if if Dobson were to become successful, it, you can't. You have to be an on campus coach. There's certain certain schools that can afloat through a coach that's just off campus. Like Higley, Higley's one of them. Like Higley can work 
because it's just there's just so many well, how does that numbers. work i mean what I think, is that like, i think is numbers just the kids i think numbers or is it not or is having that support? to recruit is that is i mean that's on-campus support right so admin yeah admin maybe maybe but like I, mean, the I, had friends. Lot, I had a lot of kids that played club um and like I had 14 seniors on varsity at Higley this year. Yeah. You That's jumped like, into a great situation. I, yeah, he did. And he they did. were, they, every single one of them were best friends. They would like See, leave and practice that, and they would all go to one oh, person's yeah. house. And but that's been the, the culture. The that's been the culture forever. For a while. Okay. So but, but how, how do you know that when you're trying? Okay. Well, I, I'd yeah. like to get a job as a coach. I want that. How do you even know that there's a possible to know? Hopefully you have some people that are at that location that you're applying to that you can kind of get a feel of what it's like there, how the kids are, you know, what the, what the problems are there. Like when, when I took over the, the, the AD said, these were the problems we had with the, the former coach. And this is, these are the things that we care about, but some ADs don't care, especially boys volleyball. I'm like, just do your thing. You know? Well, a good athletic director is going to have some vision for their department regardless Correct. of sport. Right. Yeah. But, but volleyball, especially boys volleyball is going to be one that not everyone cares a lot about that athletic director should get fired okay hot take it's hot take good athletic directors care about every single program equally they might not put as much work into them equally because some does some require more work than others in a football program oh yeah football's nuts hundred something boys are playing and it's it's 70 coaches a game day is a lot more involved than a a volleyball match day or whatever but you should still you should still hold each one of those programs to a certain standard. I agree. You should you should support them equally, right? I I, I would hope so. I mean, I, I it, it drives me crazy when and it's just hap- this conversation happens a lot. Like nobody cares about boys volleyball in Arizona. It might not be far off on that statement, right? I mean, I don't know that there's cer- there's certain times it feels like that. I don't know that the AIA gives cares a whole lot. Our association. It's hard. I mean, we, we got put at Skyline High School this year, you know. Like, well, that's where, we're, well, that's where we're last year. I mean, they just try to find a school big enough to fit everybody. But um, So I think once you take over this this program or you're, you're finding this place, you kind of have to know the community around it as well. Okay, sure. Right. Because like... Especially for boys volleyball, right? I mean, not every community is going to be really strong. Correct. With the boys volleyball. Yeah. And I think it can help with like fundraising and... The more like places you know locally, I don't know how Perry operates, but the way we we operate at Dobson is we try to use as many, you know, local places around to feed our sure. athletes as we can. Yeah. So as as the head coach, you know, you're you're kind of the face of that. You can have the booster. I always did it, but yeah. I'm I'm a little different. Well, I think, but when it comes you're to scaring that. people, right? Because a lot of well, because I mean, a lot of coaches just want to coach. I don't want to do all that extra stuff. Is yeah. it necessary to do all of that? No. So I, th- I mean, that's the part of that. But the not p- every coach is going to put in the same amount of effort. So what right? kind of, so again, I think that goes back to what kind of program you want to have. Yeah. Are you going to be that involved? And I mean, you're going to take the boys and girls or whatever and go do service projects and we did that community did the, outreach stuff, like go read books to star- kids or whatever. Feed my starving children. Yeah. Or yeah, it was fun. So why, why do, why do some programs do that? I don't do that stuff. I think it's important for your kids to feel a sense of community and understanding what's around them. Why? Because that's the, that's where they're growing up. Um, so at Higley, I have a lot of very fortunate like kids, like yeah. they're, they're they, raised in very like, well off, very well off families. So like, that's one reason, like I've, I'm probably, I'm thinking about doing that actually this next upcoming season, obviously this past season, I was 
you know, got yeah. got the ball rolling Get a little late. Wet, right. Um, but I don't know. I think it's important for kids to realize, like, hey, not everybody like Gets is fortunate. Yeah. Like, not everybody can be in your position, and right. there's a bunch of other people that would like do a lot to be in your position. So, so I, like, don't I, take it for granted. Yeah, I think it speaks to just again what kind of an environment you want to create, right? What kind of culture do you want to have? Is it just about winning, or is it about all that other stuff? I hope you can balance it. That's what you hope. Easier people said are than busy, done. right? Yeah, easier said than done. I mean, people are, like if I'm if my kids play in volleyball and and it's a 24 hour a day job because we're constantly doing this or that. At some point. I think that hurts your program more than anything. You have to balance that. You have to have a little bit of everything, I think. Do you, you don't like camps? Hate camp. Hate, hates camps. Why? I did camps for way too long. And that's why. You just got camped out. Yeah. Okay. I don't mind camps. I can't stand it. I think it's a good time to get your kids to get to know other kids. We use it more so as like a, culture builder social kind of setting well it can help skill a little bit here and there recruiting kids to your it's a legal way of recruitment to your school yep and you can do them super cheap or or not super cheap and then that money goes into a different account you can use that account for other things but i didn't i i don't mind camps yet in my life i'm not your age but i can't stand a camp yeah we were at we were at the <laughs> camp yesterday you, you, just not your thing uh-uh. it's not your thing no. i, I I've always done camp. Even when I was the assistant, I ran camp. I've coached at camps. Walked around. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good-looking platform. Try to look busy at camps. Uh, Okay, so you get the job. You understand your community, the kinds of things you're looking for, volunteers and fundraisers and camps and clinics and I don't – what matters – I think one of the most important things is going to be your coaching staff. Okay. Well, why? But I mean, like, like as the coaching staff only matters if you want to win, right? No. Cause you can get anybody to help them show to show up. Yeah. But whoever you, whoever you pick, is going to determine, you know, how you do things and your, your staff is going to be, you know, what I, I like to call like kind of your, your culture setters. Cause they're the adults, right? So they're the ones that are going to be instilling these values and, and ideas into your kids. So I think if, if you and your coaching staff are all on the same page, your coaching staff is going to be a heck of a lot better at what you do. Well, so I think you just I think you just totally contradicted yourself there, right? Your staff matters. Well, your staff it, it, your staff matters if you got guys or girls that don't listen to what you're saying, don't want to don't help you to implement your vision. Well, be, so the staff only to- matters if you is you have to be able to control your staff. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't all the time too. You just can't, even at the highest level, you can have problems with your, your staff. But all I'm saying is I think you're, who you choose for your staff and what each person does for that staff is very important. Like you don't, you don't want like maybe your most experienced person doing freshman when that probably should be like maybe for fun or something. I disagree. It, there's some people that think you should have your best coach at the freshman yeah, level. but A great coach at the freshman level. I mean, who else is setting that foundation? It, it, it's all what you want get done out of the freshman level my freshman kid is going to be very different than your freshman kid your freshman kid is going to be a lot more experienced your kids are going to have a lot more knowledge my kid i maybe just want him to get to know the game and have fun doing the game your kid has already gone through that your kid already has that love for the game 
you know, but not every program has that. So where you put a kid or where you put your coach should hopefully correlate to where you're at. This is an interesting conversation because for me, for me and at a high school level, it all starts and stops with the head coach. Of course. And, and regardless of winning or losing or whatever kind of kids you get there, how things are done and, and what, what message you want to send starts and finishes with you. And if you're not, and, and that's how you got to judge yourself. Like, do I want to be a coach? Okay. Well, sure. But you, you know, volleyball, great, whatever. Do you, can you manage human beings? Can you, can you manage adults as your coaches, players as your kids? What kinds of relationships can you build there in order for your vision to then become a reality? Yeah. And I think a lot of people forget that that's the biggest component to this, the absolute biggest component. And I say that because in 2007, we won a state championship, my fourth year coaching volleyball ever. And I had no idea what was going on, what really truly went into creating great volleyball players. I had really talented volleyball players that year and I could manage them a little bit. And I knew a little, I knew enough to make sure we were in the right spots, but I don't, I don't know. I didn't know Jack compared to what I know now. But what I was able to do is develop a culture in, within the program, motivate. I had great people coaching those lower levels, and we worked in, in unison. So managing people, I mean, I, I could coach. I, I've said it for years. I, I think I could coach anything. I could coach soccer. I could coach baseball. I could coach chess. I don't know. Esports, whatever it is. I could coach it all. I don't necessarily need to know the skill because managing people is really important. Yeah. 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 And and I, I just, I feel like there's too many people who don't understand that that's essentially the point of all of this, right? Is the relationships you build with people. And, and then those people are the ones that are implementing your vision, players, coaches, all of that, right? Where do you, what kind of program do you want this to be? And then you have to make sure everybody is lock and step at all times. If you're not, if you're not on board, then you got to go. Yeah. Or not committed. Yeah. Um, to kind of piggyback off of the relationships things, the, the longer I was at Dobson, the better I got using, you know, adults on campus, whether it was like a, a wood shop guy or a welding guy, they can help with stuff in your program. So if you have a campus that has a bunch of resources, use them if you can. Welding guy? Yeah. Explain. There was an issue I had with a one guy of my- that welds. Yeah, I know what a welding guy is, but what how are you going to use them in your program? That's what I wanted to know. Oh. Yeah, I have, <laughs> I have, I have <laughs> a guy that welds. <laughs> we we had, you know, like a net storage system and then this, this guy helped put something on it. Mr. Capuja. Nice. Yeah. So like your teachers can help. It's well, great. sure. Absolutely. They can. It's great. Use your resources. Yeah. And the, the staff, a really important staff is custodians. Like, cause for us, a lot of our staff or a lot of our practices were late at night and they were always like, they were there, you know, they yeah. to like 11 o'clock at night. Who's the most important person on campus for a head volleyball or, no, or head coach, coach in general? Athletic secretary, hands yeah. down. Is okay. that how it is sure. at, at, at places you've been to? Yeah, the athletic yeah. secretary makes stuff go. Yeah. And they then I think a campus, close, for me, a close second is is your equipment manager. And then 
and then your custodial staff. You got to make sure the right people like you. Yeah. You don't want to security. I didn't really announcers. work with security much. The announcers were always like faculty. So I always got to get yeah. to know that. Katie, Katie helps me with my wife. Katie helps me with that stuff. She makes cookies at least once a year for the, the workers. Yeah. Security, yeah. The, the announcers, shout out to John Prothrow, voice of the Perry Pumas. I feel like I know that voice. Yeah, you're yeah, sure you've yeah, heard it. Yeah, he's great. But so I mean, yeah, those guys are important. Well, and then how you build that community is going to be really important. Whether truthfully, whether you win or lose, I mean, it's because if everyone feels like they have a role within what they do, they're going to enjoy it that much more. You know, right? I think that you want to make the you want to make your your sport a place that people want to come and support. Yeah. Right, and that that goes back to. Are we are we communicating with our kids what matters? Are they respectful to all of these people? Do they do they know what makes things go right? Like it just doesn't happen. You don't just walk through the gym and all of a sudden, hey, poof, everything's ready to go. No, it's ready to win for sure. Play and win a match, right? So, um, I think that stuff's super important to make sure your boys and girls know where it all comes from. One thing that not every school needs, but I've the ones that operate really well is a booster club. Well, I was actually just going to talk about that. I, I was going to bring that some up. People, booster, some people think they're important, and some people club, won't touch them with a 10-foot stick. Booster clubs are not important. You can, you can function without a booster club. They a only good, make you better, though, a, if they're good. A good booster club can enhance what you're doing, oh, yeah. for sure. But who's running the booster club? Your parents. Parents. And I think that that is weird paramount that you build relationships with the parents and there are there are great coaches i've seen them in the past great coaches who didn't know how to foster relationships with parents of their players almost scared of them like every parent i'm going to talk to is confrontational yeah and then they didn't last very long right you get run out of town because the parents want to be a part of what you're doing so you just you, you got to throw them a bone once in a while and give them opportunities to be yeah, involved. Give them some engagement. Well, and what's nice about the booster club too is they have the, it's so much easier for them to spend money. <laughs> well, compared to us, like just yeah, the the paperwork right. side of they things. Oh, and if you want to do paperwork, card. be a varsity head coach. You're going to do a lot of paperwork, or get a good friend at the in the front office, or get a good friend you, in the right? front office. How much paperwork do you have to do? Does Liz take care of it all? Um, I. Didn't, I wouldn't say I had to do like a whole lot. I mean, the thing that probably took the most was like my bus request, but that took like 30 minutes. Just, yeah. Other than that, it well, really that's a good athletic department. That's a good athletic department. They had everything kind of set running and ready to go. I don't do a ton of paperwork. Oh God. I did so much paperwork every year. It was nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it's, it's ridiculous. Your athletic department needs to streamline some stuff for you. I would agree. <laughs> okay. Old, old athletic old department. Athletic department yeah, old right? athletic yeah. department. Yeah. So parents, parents, I think, are the last component, the last piece to this puzzle, you know, that we've hopefully tried to kind of build for you here is like, make sure you know how to communicate with parents. Make Have sure a way you, of communicating too. Make sure they understand. Yeah, well, obviously like, your system of communication is huge, but just make sure they understand that you, that you have a vision. I think the biggest mistake when it comes to, to coaches developing a program and a vision, and this is what I want it to look like is they don't communicate that with anybody. It's just in their own head. Right, like, I know what I want it to look like, and, and but you have to share it, right? You have to share it with the parents. You have to share it with the kids. You have to share it with the everybody coaches. around yeah, you. Your coaches, obviously, your, your assistants. But um, the parents are usually the ones that get left behind. Like, oh, the parents don't need to know what I'm doing. Absolutely, they do. 
I think there's certain things they don't need to know. I mean, think about a a varsity team in season, right? And how, how much you're spending, how much time you're spending with those kids every day, two hours minimum, at least two hours every day. There's no way those teenagers are spending at least two hours every day with their mom and dad. No. I mean, it's, those are great parents if they are right. Cause yeah. they're spending time communicating with them at home, but their school from, you know, seven to three and then practice till five. And then who knows what else after that. So communication with parents is, is huge. And a lot of coaches try to push that to the side because they always think parents have kind of an ulterior motive, right? Like, Oh, they just want, they want my kid, their kid to play. Well, sure they do. Yeah. They, they love also their, want to help. They love their kid. They want the best for their kid. But you have to, if you set those, if you, if you set those parameters early and they understand what your vision is and what you want to accomplish, for the most part, they get on board. I don't, I actually don't hate parental conversation. I know there's some coaches who shy away from it. Give me a phone call. We'll yeah, let's chat. talk about it. Yeah. You might not like what you hear. Well, but you got to make sure they understand that, right? Right yeah. off the bat, right? First meeting of the year, right? Like we may not agree, mm-hmm. but we can have an honest conversation about what's happening. I think that's key. And, um, people, people uh, are always important when you, when you have to, when you, right. Yeah. You know. And the real, and, and so relationships, right. We've, we've mentioned that a couple of times. That's why I do it. That's why I coach. I know Noah's a volleyball lover, um, skills and the game and all that. But why do you coach Noah? Um, I don't know. There's, there's, just, I've kind of asked myself that question over the last couple of years. Obviously I'm, fairly new into coaching right um you love the game young and very immature and experienced no would have said because i like winning yeah and i want to win a lot well Um, that's nothing wrong it's been in your life for a long time too something's in your life yeah that's fair there's there's nothing wrong with wanting to win dude no no absolutely not but like I I, it sounds bad if i'm like hey the only reason i'm coaching is because i want to win and well, you originally, last, that's what it started you as. You won't last very long. No, exactly. Absolutely not. A right. good buddy and I talk um, about that all the time, actually. Yeah. If that's your main goal, like, oh, I just like winning, you're not going to last. No, but this past season at Higley um, kind of changed that for me. Like, there's there's a bunch of really cool guys that I had on the team that, um, you know, a couple of them are coming to play for us at Venue. A couple are Lorenzo. We've talked about him before on the yeah. podcast. He's going back to Italy and he's like, coach, I want to come back and come, come back, back to Arizona and like just experience everything. Relationships. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And they matter. Like, yeah. And they can take you across the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. Sometimes. Which is super cool. Yeah. Why I do you coach? People I'm trying to make them better. So I think that's a, the, you know, we, we, we went through all of these things and, and then we boil it down. We probably could have had a two minute podcast today. The, the your program centers around people, people. right? Yeah. And if how you, you build, treat them, where to put them. That makes them. The if best. you build it, he will come right. The he is important. That's why you do it because the, people involved or what's or what matters and that's that's the only reason why i do it like i said i, I could have coached anything yeah your boom arm is way better than mine people are probably like wow his boom arm's so cool they're literally the same thing <laughs> right to left right to right left. to left right to left all right so uh different for, different kind of podcast yeah it was different it was a little a little bit more focused maybe not i don't know it was trying to think if there's anything we could have talked about vision People. Vision, relationships, yep, people. Make sure, make sure you're all rowing the same boat. Culture. Yeah, and it's, the last part of all of that, the last piece of all of that is X's and O's. Skills, drills, right? We didn't even talk about that. You know what's funny, though? As a young coach, that's where your biggest anxiety is. Right. Like, do I yeah. know enough? Yeah. So and I've, then as you do this longer and longer, it's like, 
you know what? I'm going to just tell them. I have no idea what and to do okay. right now. And it's okay. <laughs> I got a shout out to my, to my, my wife's cousin. So my cousin, right? You get married, you, you, you inherit a bunch of family members, but Ryan Chapman, he, uh, he's a donator to the program. Um, shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Ryan Chapman up there in Utah where they just sanctioned boys volleyball and he's ahead of the curve. He's been coaching now for, I think a couple of years, but he, I get texts every now and then he's asking about skills and this and that. Um, just trying to figure out the ins and outs of the volleyball part. He, he was, he, he already had the kind of relationship stuff figured out, but, but yeah, brand new coaches. I think oftentimes we, we worry too much about that. Don't forget the people, the relationships, your vision. Well, yeah, because they're not going to listen to what you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. It was like one of the first things that I remember. Maybe that should have been our quote. You know what? They don't know how much you know until they know how much you Field of Dreams care. was a good little plug for yeah. our baseball lovers. It was great. I love, well, and I love don't movies love baseball. and baseball. Nope. You're missing out. All right, well, some of their more uh, volleyball movies. Really don't have I, many. Volleyball is, I've thought about Top it, Top Gun. <laughs> and, and that scene gets just absolutely oh. trashed because it's, trash volleyball so if you know volleyball and then you watch it on Never screen it's like oh my on. gosh even basketball movies I on think screen wants to say something oftentimes yep yep he does he wants to get oh, in wasn't there was some volleyball movie that came out like a couple of years ago yeah that live like the, line the young yeah. lady that passed it, away and girl. whatever i said young lady oh i heard lady i just heard lady yeah i didn't know the yeah. young girl who passed away right i didn't watch the movie i don't yeah it was a did movie you see it, it was a tearjerker but did, how was the volleyball in it it was Bad. fine. It was fine. No, it was fine. It was okay. I mean, it was not great. It was JV. <laughs> it's like, it'd be hard. The volleyball part of a movie would be yeah, hard. Yeah, because our sport's so freaking hard. Hey, actor, learn this really hard sport in like a month. But that happens in a lot of movies, right? You see a guy throw a football and you're like, wow, that's oh, not an athlete, oh, right? not good. <laughs> good thing he's a good actor, right? All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. We appreciate you listening to Pin to Pin, the volleyball podcast. That was a coaching series. Yes, it was. Make sure you follow us on social media at uh, Pin to Pin. We got a YouTube and Instagram um, where all of our podcasts, all you get your podcasts, Sporfy, Google, Apple. All that kind Sporfy. of stuff. Sporfy. Spotify. Spotify. Sporfy, Sporfy, where you watch some live. Maybe we need a Sporfy nope, one of these no, one time. Dave does not need to a live stream podcast. <laughs> yeah, for that's, sure. It's just called YouTube. Uh, it's just called. That's not live. We got a live stream. No, YouTube live. True, but uh, make I like sure the you hit Sporfy idea. Yeah, let's do it. Make yeah. sure you hit follow and like, comment. Uh, yeah, maybe if you like these coaching things, like yeah, tell us what, what tell, yeah. tell us what uh, you you focus on the different things that are important to you and. Uh, we'll give you a shout out next episode. Um, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Peace. All right. <laughs>